It's a little exciting while the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, welcome back. It's been quite some time, but here we are once again in the playground, uh, abiding by those playground rules. My when name. Was the last time? Sorry, it's been over two weeks, time? I think. Oh, the last wow. time we recorded the Three season hadn't started ago. yet. Yeah. Wow. It's been a while. But uh, yeah. my name is Herb. Yep. And I'm speaking to my friend Ark, whose fault it is that we haven't recorded in so long. Ark, what? what do you have to say to people? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's accurate, but I'll take the blame. Sorry, everybody. No, it's both of our fault. Um, we will try not to have such a long gap Again, um, it was kind of uh, uh, unforeseen, and then um, uh, I think the next time something like this happens, we'll just have one of us maybe record an episode with a guest. Yeah. Because you people need to hear what we have to say about basketball. You need it. (laughs) Uh, We know you need it, and we want to give it to you. (laughs) Uh, So the last time you and I hung out, uh, you were at my house uh, to watch a baseball game. Yes, yes, yes. A very unimportant, inconsequential game. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't think the outcome really mattered to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Red Sox uh, won the World Series and uh, proved skeptics uh, wrong. And skeptics, including myself, I, I didn't think they had uh, what it took when they uh, going into the playoffs, when I saw how strong some of the other teams were, and then they just uh, they just handled everybody. They they didn't yeah. I think we really the thought the the Astros were going to maybe repeat. Yeah, I thought the Astros looked really great. I thought the Yankees looked great, um, but they uh, they both were felled. Is no, that the right? That's World Series title number eight for y'all. That's correct. Yeah, which is like the fourth most of any team. It's pretty crazy how lopsided is that true? those. I, I believe so. I know number one is the Yankees and number two is the Cardinals. Yeah, the Yankees have, I believe, thirty. Oh wait, that's number nine for you. Really? I guess Hold so. On. So let's see: winners, series appearances by club, forty appearances for the Yankees, but they've only won twenty-seven. That's crazy. Uh, number two is the Cardinals with eleven. You are tied for number three with the A's, who have nine as well. I, I, let me see if I can guess who number five is. Is it an AL team or an NL team? NL. Is it? I have no idea. It is your San Francisco Giants. No kidding. I guess that makes sense. That Eight makes titles. Sense. You know who is not, uh, you know who is the very... Very bottom of the list. <laughs> the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners, who are apparently going to blow it up after this phenomenal season, uh, so, thus ensuring that I have at least several more years of uh They're going to, like, rebuild. Yeah, they're going to rebuild again. Jeez. By the way, I I, uh, <laughs> I I mentioned to someone the other day who was an, wearing an A's hat that I was a Mariners fan, and he was just like, I'm so sorry. I will refer them with you. <laughs> Boy. The uh, Giants just hired the general manager from, away from the Dodgers to be their president of basketball of baseball operations. I did not. Yeah, hey, it's not time for yeah. basketball talk yet, Arik. Yeah, That's sorry, interesting. Man. Good for them. Yeah. Worth mentioning, by the way, to all of our loyal listener that we are <laughs> recording this on 
uh, November 6th, it is election night. And yeah. So we're probably a little, this is not a political podcast, but we're probably just, I just say that to say that we might be a little bit distracted. Yeah, it's a, it's a hugely, hugely important day for our nation. Yeah. And uh, it's fun uh, on a podcast like ours where you get both perspectives, you know, someone who's <laughs> a little bit more left-leaning like myself and then a real MAGA head like you. <laughs> oh, God. That is just, that hurts even as a joke. Yeah, very it's much, cool. uh, very much not true. I, I take it you voted today. Uh, I actually uh, voted by mail uh, a while ago. Cool. Yeah. Who did you vote for? Uh, everyone. Yeah, voted for <laughs> multiple people. candidates and every single one. I've heard that that, that works now. It's it's cool. <laughs> um, great. Well, let's just yeah. hope that uh, a good thing happens. Good things happen for our country because uh, we <laughs> we deserve it. We definitely could use some good things. I don't know if we, we deserve, don't deserve it. Deserve it, but, we, it, but yeah, I don't yeah, know if we, we deserve it, but it would be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice yeah. to see some brighter days ahead. Uh, so, outside of that, um, how have you been doing? Any uh, any interesting films you want to talk about? Any uh, any personal anecdotes? It's been so well, yeah, long. I've just been I've just been watching a lot of uh, Filmstruck because I'm trying to see everything that was on my watch list before uh, before the time runs out. For those of our uh, two listeners that are not aware of, uh, or, or of the two listeners that we have, if you're not aware uh, of what Filmstruck is, it's just, it's an amazing uh, film streaming service that is being shut down. Yeah, I did hear today that there have apparently been multiple offers made for buying it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I don't really get that because, I mean, yeah, you'd get the criterion license but on the on the other side i mean it was a partnership with uh the turner classic people and i can't imagine that that was any kind of deal that moves forward i mean maybe maybe you get also a deal with the tcm if that case then that'd be great but i would imagine that you just lose that because that's the part that at&t outright owns what if it was just criterion well i mean that's cool it's not filmstruck the the criterion films are going to land somewhere i mean i'm probably somewhat less uh, I mean, they have a lot of stuff up there that they don't have on disc, and certainly that's valuable. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I I have so many of their discs that I uh, that's probably a little bit less important to me. I, what, but but it's not even about that. It's great to have those those films available for everyone. The ones on disc, the ones not on disc. But it was really you know, as you know, the curation and the uh, thought and the extras and all the other pieces that went into uh, making Filmstruck special mm-hmm. that, uh, that we would be losing, I think. So, I, I, you know, the people, I, I just I, I don't think it's going to be saved from the, from the, uh, at the final moment. But you, you never know. I'm keeping an eye. I'm, I'm, I'm monitoring the situation. Well, it's a, it's a huge bummer. And uh, it seems like there's been a lot of backlash, and people are really upset that it's going. Um, so hopefully, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe we get some good news. Maybe we'll get two pieces of good news this week. <laughs> well, I, I'm already excited because that the woman who uh, who was like the county clerk and refused to uphold the law in Kentucky, you remember her? Yeah. She lost her re-election. Fantastic. So, yeah, there you go. Good riddance. Yeah. But Ted Cruz is still around, which is just such a huge bummer. Ruining our... Nothing, really, but he is awful, and I would prefer not to see his face anymore i really can't stand that guy i really can't yeah um, he's he's one of the he's one of the worst yeah he really is uh as far as um as far as uh stuff you've been watching on filmstruck anything that you thought was particularly good anything you'd say hey while you have a chance watch this 
Oh, uh, well, th- th- I've been getting a lot of recommendations for stuff like that that I haven't watched yet, so I won't hand out any of those because I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. But there's a, been a, quite a few good articles that have come out with um, lists of films that you might want to watch before you lose the opportunity. For my own personal watching, uh, I've been watching sort of two things that don't really go together, but it's kind of been working for me. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the, uh, the, the sort of short films of a uh, woman named... Well, I want to get her name right. Uh... Her name is uh, Celia Rowlson Hall, and she has a uh, quite a few sort of uh, interesting short films mm-hmm. uh, on the service, and one sort of her I think it's her first full length film. So I've been watching those, and then at the same time, oh, I watched. Uh, actually, I do have a couple of things to recommend. So I watched a phenomenal uh, French uh, noir film, I guess you would call it, uh, called um, "The Murderer Lives at Number Twenty One." Which Ooh. is a it's a Clouseau film. It's really good. It's really awesome. I, I highly recommend watching it, and it is hard to find. So I would recommend is it in black and white. Uh, yes, it is yes. in black and white. I watched um, I watched a documentary called My Journey Through French Cinema by Bernard Tavernier, which was also very good but very long. And then I watched all four of the Margaret Rutherford mid sixties goofy MGM um, Miss Marple films. Oh, I didn't even realize those were me. And just loved them. Loved them. They're so fun. That's They're a so great dumb. character. They're so great. I remember and those are those are just great. Like almost ten years ago, when I when I was first living in San Francisco, I was working in an office in Palo Alto, and there was a news story that came out that they were uh, going to do a new Miss Marple film series with uh, Jennifer Garner as Miss Marple. That's that's a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, and I got really upset because I was like, hey, the whole defining characteristic of Miss Marple is that she's like a kind of a sweet old lady that people yeah. underestimate. Yeah, um, she's old. She's got to be old. So I was like really, really put off by it, and I started complaining in the office. And literally, no one in my office had ever heard of Miss Marple. And you quit your job on the spot. I I was amazed. No one reads anymore, I guess. But like, no one reads anymore. That's so true. It's a pretty iconic character. Well, cool. Thank you for the recommendations. I'll have to check some ah, of that you're very stuff welcome. out. Yeah, I, I would recommend just watching as much as you can. You know, while you can. Yeah. Uh, I am. Uh, my, I can tell you that my watch list is still at 40 titles, uh, so I probably won't get through all of that. But I've been I've been averaging about one a night. Um, so, cool. Doing doing what I can. Um, I watched a film yesterday that is uh, was once a part of the Criterion Collection, but is no longer available through them. Uh, did you ever see John Woo's The Killer? I in fact own that Criterion Collection disc. I'm so jealous. I um. <laughs> I'd really love to see that translation because the version that I saw had a pretty bad translation. But man, what a great movie that is! I was I was really impressed with it. I'm trying to remember, so I've I own both of those. So the Criterion put out two John Woo films back in the yeah, day. Yeah, Hard Boiled and The Killer. Hard, I think I've only seen Hard Boiled so far. Okay, uh, let me. I'm gonna double check while we're uh, while we're talking. But I think yeah, I've only seen Hard Boiled, which is uh, really fun. Oh, that's I really a great like film. Hardboiled. Great film. But I haven't. I haven't actually. I don't think I've watched the. Wait, is the killer the one where he's a jazz saxophonist? No, no. Okay. He's a a uh, assassin who uh, inadvertently uh, injures a woman and uh, uh, takes it upon himself to try to help her because he feels guilty. Oh, you know what? It's Hardboiled where he plays jazz clarinet. He plays a harmonica in the killer. Actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I should watch The Killer soon. I, I've been I, I I watched the first one like when did I watch it? Like f- four years ago, mm-hmm. and I just uh, you know I just been 
I haven't gotten around to the other one. You know, it's just so many movies to watch. But I, yeah, that's. I was just so impressed with it. I think John Woo. Uh, that era of John Woo was so great. He's great, and and you know, a lot of his Hollywood stuff is uh, is a little overdone and dumb and not quite as satisfying. These like the lower budget uh, Hong Kong stuff is just like just such a blast. Um, sure. So yeah, I love that kind of stuff. And uh, I need to I need to rewatch Hard Boiled. It's been way too long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, you should. It's really really fun. Oh, I I, I remember loving it, but it's, it's probably been fifteen twenty years since I last. Uh, Hard Boiled was almost the last movie he made before Broken Arrow. I think there's like one more, and then and then you know with Broken Arrow, obviously he became a Broken Arrow was not his first American film. Well, which one was his first American? Film? Uh, Hard Target with John Claude Van Damme. Oh, that is an American one. Okay, so that yeah. was the one I was thinking of. So, so Hard Boiled was his last. Uh, um, Hong Kong film then and Hard Target was his first American film wow uh, I like yeah. Hard Target a lot Broken Arrow kind of stinks uh, Face Off I li- oh I remember li- well here's the thing I remember liking Broken Arrow a lot but I probably saw it in 1996 yeah. so not sure it's held up well I like Mission Impossible 2 as well yeah that movie he hasn't fine. made that many movies no not since like not since been, he came to Hollywood yeah he's been pretty unprolific I would say yeah because well I, I think after Face Off that was maybe his like critical peak here and then no one really liked anything he did after that right i mean he hasn't had a hit yeah for sure i mean i'm sure actually i think mission impossible 2 did well oh yeah oh was that <laughs> after face-off yeah and on a oh. budget of 125 million dollars it made 546.4 million dollars wow. so uh i think he did pretty well on mi2 but i feel like we um, always end up talking about mission impossible 2 on this podcast <laughs> is that true yeah like the, i really honestly think this is like the this third podcast? time that we've talked about that movie all right. Well, we have, if we have any super fans out there, can you let us know? <laughs> we've, we've been talking about it. It's fine. It's, oh, he I produced don't... Bulletproof Monk. I kind of I remember liking that movie. It was dumb, but I kind of remember liking. I never it. saw that one. I was actually looking at that because uh, Sean I... William Scott. Remember him? Yeah, I, I think he's funny. I think he's funny too, but he hasn't done anything in. He's a uh, he's on the so. Lethal Weapon TV show now. He replaced the uh, the really horrible person that they fired. They fired someone from that show. They fired the guy who was in, like, the Mel Gibson role. Cause That's he... kind of ir- ironical, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little ironical. Well, it turns out he was a little bit of a Mel Gibson himself. Uh, apparently very difficult, uh, very uh, abusive to fellow actors and crew people. And, and they finally fired him and replaced him with Sean William Scott. And I don't know if he's playing the same character no, or a new character. No, it's not the same character. It's a different character. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, Wesley Cole. Sean William Scott as Wesley Cole. That's just the most, like... <laughs> Generic, <laughs> yeah. random, possible name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean William Scott is a pretty generic name, too. It's just there's three names, so we're like, ooh. Sean William Scott is in... Uh, did you ever see uh, Richard Kelly's follow-up to Donnie Darko, um, Southland I ne- Tales? I never even saw Donnie Darko. Donnie so. Darko stinks. I really don't like it at all. Really? You're like yeah. the... I thought you were going to be like, how dare you... How have you not seen Donnie Darko? You don't know me, Arik. I know you very, very well. I just don't know how you feel about Donnie Darko because uh, it's not something I would ever talk to you about because I've never seen it, so I don't know anything about it. Well, know this. I am not a fan. Uh, I was working at a video store when it came out, and it was like people were constantly fawning over it and talking about how great it was. And, and I remember watching it and just thinking, like, wow, this is it. It's just it's, it's kind of incoherent um, and convoluted. And there are a few sequences that are are really well done and memorable, but like it's not a, it's a, it's not greater than the sum of its parts. Um, yeah, I feel like I'll watch it at some point, but I tend to have a bad reputation with movies that are 
really that look like movies I would like, but then are really well liked by a lot of people that wouldn't typically like those mo- the movies I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that just tends. I know that's like a really weirdly specific thing, but like <laughs> that tends to not work out well. I just feel like. Can you name one other example funny. of that happening in your life? Every Christopher Nolan film. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say that. Yeah, I oh, I, I would be Dynamite shocked. Also. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Not I think I think Donnie Darko was more like Napoleon Dynamite, where at the time it was extremely successful and uh, and ubiquitous. But you know, no one ever talks about Napoleon Dynamite anymore, except for Greg Popovich. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I there's other that, examples of those movies. The same is kind of true with Donnie Darko. Like, I don't think people really consider that a classic anymore, as, as popular as it was when it came out. All right. And I think a- we apologies, do more people. movie talk on yeah. the podcast. By the way, I support it. I love talking about movies, man. Yeah. I love it. It's great. I love it's movies. It's one of the things we share. It's a love we share. We love, yeah. And I think our crossover with, well, I guess our crossover with music is probably stronger than our crossover with movies. Because I like a lot of sure. dumb stuff, and you like a lot of, like, high I like stuff. a lot of dumb stuff. Sure. You've I never like even a- seen Terminator 2. I, yeah, that's for historical reasons, but I'm... I like you know this because we've discussed this. I like dumb stuff and I like smart stuff. What I don't like is fake smart stuff. Yeah, like Christopher Nolan stuff. Like Christopher Nolan. It's like, "Oh, you're so smart for watching this, but the movie is dumb as all get out." <laughs> it's like it wants to convince you you're smart, but it's dumb. And I, I love don't, that. I, that I love I the think. expression as all get out. I think that's Well, I was so going to swear and then at the last second I was like, "Wait, we don't we don't do that in the rules." Ooh, I appreciate that. So, yeah, you're welcome, buddy. I'm looking out <laughs> for you cuz I want to spare your your time i know you know i don't know everyone out there probably doesn't know this but herb does all the editing of this show and i it, if it wasn't for that i don't think the show would still be happening so i i just want him to know that he's appreciated and i want to try to make it as easy for him as i can it's, it's a thankless task it's so true but Although you know I just thank you well i appreciate it um <laughs> you know i kind of enjoy it and i do like doing the podcast so it's worth it um right on we, uh, we appreciate you buddy we, we should have a new podcast pretty soon. Or podcast. We should have a new uh, a podcast logo pretty soon. I've got some. Really? On Is it, it coming? Yeah. Is it cooking? Supposedly it'll be ready this week. Well, I'm very excited to see it. I've heard lots about it. I think the fans will hate it because change is unsettling but uh you know at least like it's not like people are used to it I, we literally have used a placeholder image for the last year now i don't think anyone's really gonna like <laughs> <laughs> it's not like people are in people love with that? the old logo do you think people knew that? i mean it's very obvious but do you think some people think that that's the thing what we think is like the best possible option probably i mean there can't be that uh, much of a range of opinion because like no one listens to the podcast <laughs> That's not true. Several people <laughs> listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but I'm sure other people do. I like to listen to it when I'm editing it. Sometimes, I, yeah. Uh, I my wife it. likes to fall asleep to it. So that's a ringing endorsement. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's good if you need something to help you sleep. I guess. Is there anything else you would like to talk about before we get into this the sport? We call basketball the sport of the sport of kings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although not really. Um, no, I think I'm. I think I'm good because we're trying to have a like not a short episode tonight, but shorter. So we're not going to go an hour and a half. No. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. Uh, cool. So the season. This is the first podcast we've done since the season started, which is crazy because it feels like it's been going on forever. <laughs> True fact. Um, before we get into some of the stories, uh. I was just wondering if you had any kind of like general thoughts or observations. 
Man, the games are high scoring. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> like it's guy, it's insane. Like I, I feel like I, you know things have been ticking up. Like you know, the, since like the the heyday of the of the uh, Pistons Pacers and Pistons Nets, you know, sixty eight to seventy five games back yeah. in the mid two thousands. Things have been steadily ticking up, but like we're regularly regularly seeing games in the one twenties and one thirties now, which yes. is just. I mean, and, and, you know, not overtime games. Like, of the four games that happened today, no game was under 104 points. Like, it's really, it's really remarkable. And I've heard a number yeah. of explanations for it, and it's just like, it's still, it still is just remarkable to me. I mean, yeah. to, to see such a statistical increase from one year to the next, um, it's just like, it's kind of unheard of, you know? Yeah, it's completely crazy. As for anything else shocking, I would say... Uh, I am blown away by how uh, bad the Wizards are. And oh, I, I, I highlighted that as a story. Uh, well, we can get into it when yeah. we get there. Yeah. I'm blown away by how good the Blazers have been so far. They've been excellent, and they beat the Bucks yeah, tonight, beat right? beat the Bucks tonight, yeah. which is a big win. That makes me really uh, happy. I like that team a lot. The Raptors tied with the Warriors at 10-1. and 1. Yep. I mean, you know, the Bucks. yeah. I, I, I think I, the I Raptors are too. clearly uh, the number one in the East right now. Oh, for and sure. Not yeah, even, I mean, like, close. They're, are we gonna? Are, do you want to talk about the struggles, the early season struggles of uh, one Mister Gordon Hayward, who <laughs> sure. has really not uh, been great so far? It looks like a shell of his former self so far. I mean, obviously, we assume it'll come back. I, right you know, now, I've heard a pe- few, few people use that expression. It's like the guy broke his leg and missed a whole year. Like, give him a couple months. You know, like I no, no, I agree. But at the moment, you're getting 25 minutes, eight points. Although he did have nine rebounds last night, but you know, he's not having. I mean, he's think he's doing. He's averaging ten and five so far this season with a twelve p twelve point three per. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I think he will get it back. I think it will come back. Mm-hmm. And there have been flashes. He had a a big game against uh, uh, Milwaukee on he the first. He scored eighteen points. He scored eighteen points. Yeah. yeah, had a pretty good game against Detroit, fifteen points. But like, he's not. You know, I think I think we always make the. You know, we like to look at these rosters uh, in in a fantasy sense. Sure. Before the season, and obviously it, it's going to take some time. I think this. I I firmly believe the Celtics will be fine. But, uh, it, you know, obviously they have not set the world on fire coming out the gate. And um, although no one, I mean, other than a, a handful of teams, they're, they're right there in the pack. I mean, right now the Sacramento Kings are in the sixth spot in the West. So, you know, I think it's, it's obviously very, very early. I think it's most so, teams have played it's so early in the season. 10 and 11 games. Yeah. I, I, think there's, I think there are legitimate things to talk about with the Celtics. Like, I, I think the, wow, Gordon Hayward isn't playing a good thing. It's like not even a story. It's like, what did people expect like i think people expected him to be a little bit farther along but he even admitted right before the season that he wasn't as far along as he thought he was going to be i think much more interesting to me is the 50 point game by by although i i did i did have it reminded to me that the that uh uh um, what's his name is not necessarily derrick rose not necessarily the best dude uh i think yeah you know there's still some some stuff going on with him and and I, I don't want to forget that, but it, crazy that he had. So I, I went from being like, "Oh, I'm so happy for him," to be more like, "Wow, I can't believe that happened." I but, had the exact uh, same uh, exact same evolution of, of fifty thought point regarding game. That. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Um, what yeah. is what a strange journey you know he's yeah. had, and yeah. uh, it, I mean he's already had some health issues since then. So I don't think you know it's not like Derrick Rose is back, but uh, but good for him. And, and I mean, hopefully he can string together a decent season and and. and see uh some good minutes the minnesota thing is just so strange like yeah have you have you ever seen a player during the season 
be so openly like uh, disgruntled and defiant in in the way that uh, Butler has been. So people are saying this, and I don't get it. What I mean, he he's there, he's playing. What what are people he's, talking about? He's playing, except for when he decides not to. Yeah. Okay. He's, and hasn't he, he been like know. applauding like other people, like opposing players and opposing Has he plays. really? I, I have not watched a, a Wolves game yet, so so maybe I've just been missing the stories. But has he been really, really bad? I, I guess it's not. I guess it's not that. I mean, to me, just the fact that he's he's just deciding not to play games and and just being really super unapologetic about it is is pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's Thibodeau also throwing him under the bus. Like, he says he's, you know, dealing with some injuries, dealing with some rest issues, you know, didn't didn't have a training camp, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I mean... Yeah, whose fault you is know, that? Well, sure, whatever. But he said he said that it'll be up to him whether or not he plays back-to-backs, and I think that actually makes sense. I mean, that's, they, they're not inside him, right? So, I yeah. don't know. I feel like people kind of made up their mind it's on really, him. It's a really I, weird phrasing there, but yeah, you're right. They're not it is inside for, him. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is for sure true but i don't know I, I just we we judge these we judge athletes in such a weird way and it's like you know we put this team because we'd only care about the team right they care they they of course if we were them we would only care about we would care about the team and ourselves just like anyone or whatever sure so i don't know i i, I got i don't know i feel like the reaction to jimmy butler seems a little bit over the top to me i i feel like he 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 you know he didn't want to be there he made that clear they decided not to move him, and now that's the um, impasse they're at. You know what I mean? Like he could be, he could be classier, I suppose. But I don't know that I would be, and I don't know that you would be. So I, I don't know. I, would I don't be. think he's done anything. I'd be much you, classier. you for sure would not be classier. I'm a pro, dude. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I take that back. You are a pro. You would, you would, I would know about it, but the people at work would not know about exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that is the way it should be, and that's, you know, the way he should, I would say that people should do it, but I don't know. I just, I guess I just have, I have some, some sympathy for him, and I also just think the conversation around him has gotten a little weird. Uh, but uh, I, it's crazy that he's, you know, that the, the situation is happening. I mean, the, we never see this in sports, and I kind of like it in the sense that, like, you know, I think I've been one to say for a long time, like, one of these teams need to call one of these players bluffs. Like we are in an era now where you sign a contract to play for the team and then you decide a year later you don't like it and you just get to leave and the team gets generally pretty screwed. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like though the team is like, you know what? We're none of this is going to make any sense. And yeah, you're probably going to leave after the year, but that's fine. We'll trade you at the last moment we can or whatever, whatever. And we're going to try to make this work. Now, of course they're, they're losing and they're terrible. Yeah. So maybe we're seeing why that plan doesn't work but um yeah i find it interesting it's like a almost like a study it is pretty fascinating um and i'm just glad it's not my team uh and i feel bad for their fans um including one of them who's a friend of ours yeah just one but i guess we might as well mention (laughs) this now um if people haven't seen the minnesota uh 2018-19 city edition uniform it is uh magnificent it's a it's a tribute to prince um, it's got, uh, uh, kind of, it's black with purple trim and it says wolves in purple. And then it has, uh, I think on the inseam, it has a little purple raindrop on it. It's, it's, it's just it's a paisley. magnificent. It's a paisley raindrop. That's purple. It's honoring Paisley park. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm not even a really a, a Prince fan. I mean, I respect the man. He was a musical genius, but I just never was that all that into his music. But I know what he means to the city of Minneapolis. And holy heck, those jerseys look great. They're just gorgeous. It makes yeah, they me, just look great. Yeah, they're just unbelievable. Yeah. I think more of the city jerseys should just. I, it's a fun way to just completely abandon your team's color scheme. Yeah, some of these are. As I said to you before the show, some of these are straight trash. We will but, do our annual rating of the city jerseys pod yeah, when they when they fully unveil all of them. Yeah, only I but think I eight right have been now, revealed so far. Uh, something like that. But I can tell you right now, there there will be some fun on that one because some of these are straight trash. Yes, some of them are hideously ugly. Uh, some of them are gorgeous, and there are some that I already know we're going to totally disagree on. <laughs> well, those are the most fun ones. That's absolutely true. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tip my hand. But there's one that I absolutely love, and I'm like, I bet Ark thinks this is ugly. Okay, uh, well, we'll we'll have to wait till we get into it. Cool. Um, so yeah, so that's cool. Let's talk about some other stories. Uh, do you do you have anything else you want to say about Minnesota? Uh, I don't really feel that strongly about it, so I don't really want to defend the case that like Jimmy Butler is uh, insolent or anything like that. I just think the whole thing is kind of weird. No, I'm good. I think the whole thing's very weird. Cool. Um. Moving on, uh, so this happened a little while ago, but we obviously have to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the Cavs fired Ty Lue after, like, six games. Um, what did they think was going to happen this year? Yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't necessarily the performance of the team, but it was the fact that he, uh, in defiance of the um, executive's wishes, uh, was still playing his vets, and, and they wanted him to play, like, the young people more. Um, yeah, it's hard to get a coach to lose. Plus, I don't know. It, man, can you, you know, the coach is way closer to all those players. And if you've got, you've built a relationship with these people, and then suddenly you're saying to J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver and whoever, like, yeah, you're just not going to play. I mean, that would, that's hard. It stinks. hard. Apparently, yeah. there was sort of a, a, a verbal agreement that the team had with some of the players like Kyle Korver that if LeBron left, they'd find a way to help those players move on and not have to be a part of a rebuild. And they're just totally not honoring that. Which, um, yeah, which they just haven't done at all. Yeah. Cleveland so. is just like, it just seems like such a rotten organization, you know, like I very happy that the Cavs fans got, got their ring a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. But I'm so glad that I don't, I don't have da- uh, uh, the owner in my life. Yeah. He just seems like a real terrible human being and uh that 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 team is just so dysfunctional um they're 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 like the worst team in the nba right now i think they've won oh yeah two games one game i should have to uh they have one i've got the standings in for a rent of me they have won uh one game they are the worst team in the league they have a 0.1 winning percentage <laughs> and a negative 10 point they don't have the worst point differential that would be the phoenix suns but they have a negative 10.8 point differential it's uh it's man yeah whatever expression you want to use dumpster fire uh s show they're, they're uh, not good they're it they're terrible what's and crazy is the houston rockets at four and five right that's also a although they've won three in a row now yeah it looks like maybe i mean the ship I, has been righted but still with houston it's like oh well they got stuff to figure out they're lose missing people they're gaining some new people uh carmelo anthony yeah. is obviously aging uh rapidly um in front of our eyes and but yeah. i mean like right now the i mean i listen it's so early that the standings make no difference it's mm-hmm. literally 10 games 
but Houston, Utah, and the Pelicans all under 500. Lakers, not that surprisingly under 500. I mean, it's just, and the, the Kings, <laughs> two games over. It's just that <laughs> I love this early part of the season, you know, like where it's like, oh, the Grizzlies, you know, they're going to, wow. And then it's like, no, okay, everything will even itself out in a couple this, of weeks. This happens every year. Every um, year, people. Why are you being like this? We all know. No, I'm acting, I'm turning everyone we know into a straw man just for fun. <laughs> I mean, I think especially especially with teams like Houston, Boston, Oklahoma City, uh, uh, Utah, veteran uh, teams. Yeah, they're they're. It's going to take a little time, and then they're going to be who we know they are, and it's going to seem silly that we were panicked um, or overly uh, optimistic. Um, there are other teams where I think the early trends will hold out a little bit more. You know, like obviously Golden State is going to be incredibly good. Um, the Raptors, incredibly good. The Raptors. Winning, I mean, they're winning games even without Kawhi. It yeah, the is, Raptors are unreal. It's like it is unreal. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, Demar Derozan is <laughs> as good as we thought. I'm just kidding. Uh, he's, no, he's doing he's good. He's a phenomenal for the Spurs, player. Right? He's a phenomenal player. Yeah. Um, the only team whose early trends besides uh cleveland we just talked about a little bit they're terrible they're going to be terrible uh probably for years not just this year it's pretty depressing um very depressing the strangest early returns though have to be the washington wizards who are two and eight uh and are just getting completely blown out by uh teams of all levels it's it's so weird. Like, how are the how are the Wizards this bad? Have you watched any of their games? Uh, yes, uh, I watched them play the uh, Blazers. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, I don't know. They're really bad. I don't have any kind of any kind of insight here. Yeah, I mean, Maybe if so. you want insight, read the Zach Lowe article. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's not what I'm here for. Man, I you know you know I'm not a fan of that team anyway. So there is a little bit of uh, Schadenfreude that I, I get out of this, but uh, <laughs> man, like, what were they? Th- what were they thinking this off season when they brought in Austin Rivers and Dwight Howard? And Austin Rivers has guy? actually been okay. He's been fine, but I feel like Austin Rivers is like one of those people who's uh, when his when he's contributing more, the team isn't necessarily doing better. Sure. Um. And then Dwight Howard is Dwight Howard, who's who's just kind of like, uh, you know, ruining all these teams. He's like some like STD on a college campus, just like running. Oh my god, <laughs> that might it might be a little much. Dwight, that might be a little much. <laughs> Maybe a touch too far. Oh, Arik, come on, man. <laughs> We're here to have fun. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's all good. Um, Welcome me- to the playground, everybody. <laughs> These are yeah. the rules. There are no rules. That was always the secret all along. <laughs> the uh the Washington Wizards thing is just kind of amazing and uh it's it's yeah. fascinating. It's I cannot look away and like you know, we just said like you can't like read too much into the early trends and uh uh but you can read some stuff into the early trends. Yeah, this this seems to be this seems to be a thing. Like I don't know, I don't know how the team uh, gets drastically better. Um, 
This this seems like a team that's a candidate for for some kind of like a sweeping uh, overhaul. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Who will see? You're the GM of the Wizards. Assuming you can find some kind of uh, uh, deal for for who you want to get rid of, who who are the people that you would keep? I would keep Bradley Beal. Mm hmm. I would I would keep Otto Porter. What about Austin Rivers? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't matter. You yeah. Keep him or don't keep him. Right, so you think John roster. Wall is the one that – basically what you're saying is John Wall is the one that you would shop around? No, I, but you just have to – at some point, you, you know, you just have to change the – you just have to change the makeup of the team, and I would keep Beal over Wall. For one thing, he's a couple years younger. For another thing, I think he's less uh, – perhaps um, – Less less trouble or whatever. Trouble's not the right word. It less does seem material. like it does seem like when there's conflicts with this team that John Wall usually seems to be uh, uh, involved. Yeah, I would keep Ubre and Porter and and actually Markeith Morris has been pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, no one's taking Jan Mahimni off my hands, <laughs> uh, but uh, I would try to and Jeff Green. Good lord. Uh, but, uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the Wizards are one of those teams where it's like, well, really you want to keep everybody because the, on, on paper, that's a stacked team. But it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work at all. So you have to change something, and it could be an addition by subtraction kind of deal where you get rid of uh, someone like a wall and you bring in, I don't know, somebody not as good but who's perhaps just a better fit, and all of a sudden – the team uh, takes off just because I, I just feel like the air in there has gotten seems to have gotten very very stale. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty well said. Um, well, we will continue to observe, uh, observe these Washington Wizards. We're monitoring the situation. <laughs> that's my thing right now. I'm monitoring a lot of situations. Yeah. Any any other big election news since we started recording? Uh, I don't think so. Let me do a, a double check. I mean that you know they it, it seems to be. Uh, Good lord, that Steve King won his race. Which is are you kidding me? Yeah, it's just all Ugh. the worst. Yeah, it's it's really it that is, is a, really a disappointing. I mean, the the, the top really line is, is is pretty great, and there are some sub things. There's a lot of um, states have passed uh, uh, changes to their uh, districting system to not have it be run by whoever happens to be in power, mm-hmm. but instead be done by an independent commission with specific. Uh, rules regarding gerrymandering, so I think that's potentially very exciting moving forward. Uh, Florida passed an amendment to their constitution to give back the right to vote to all of the ex-felons, which is 1.4 million people who that's now great, have yeah. their right to vote back. That's great. Um, Alabama passed an amendment to their constitution legalizing putting the Ten Commandments in schools and anywhere else they want to, which is <laughs> straight trash. Um, eh, good but, for them. <laughs> whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously... Um, uh, but a lot of the, you know, it, it really comes down to studying all these kind of specific things. You know, the 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 top line vote may be great. There were the first two Muslim women were elected to Congress. That's pretty cool. Colorado, um, uh, elected Colorado, an openly gay mayor. Yeah, first Native American woman elected to Congress. Which, by the way, listen to what I just said. The first Native American woman elected to Congress. It's been like hundreds of years. <laughs> We've had a Congress uh, for quite a while. Yeah, that is insane. But uh, uh, so, you know, there are some, you know, it's a, I would say it's a mixed bag. Um, I was very worried that it was going to go uh, the other way and uh, that uh, that this was going to be um, even more. I don't know. It's interesting. It, it does seem like it's still a very, very strong uh, urban rural divide in this country where 
um, the the cities and actually surprisingly large percentage of the suburbs, more than 50 percent, are going uh, for the Democratic Party and the um, rural areas are definitely going Republican. So I think the continuing uh, divide and I don't know that a lot of people's minds have been changed or anyone's kind of come together. Mm -hmm. I don't know that this will lead to any better governing or anything like that. I think it it will just continue to be a a mess. It's all going to come down to the local races and things like that, as it always does. Um, but you know, I think, I think there's good things and bad things, but mainly, uh, it, it, we once again see that this, the, the political system of this country where, uh, where we only have two parties and therefore anything they agree on is not up for debate, uh, and, uh, and where people have to be pragmatic with their votes instead of, uh, being for what they believe in is just not a, not a, not a workable system for much longer, but well said, my uh, friend, well, well said, um, yes. yeah, well, uh, Back to Bigger basketball. Than basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Lakers, uh, Magic Johnson apparently had a uh, uh, some cross words with their yeah. coach Luke Walton. Um, what's going on there? I don't know. I don't even know if I believe that story. Did you listen to the Simmons pod about it? Yeah, he was saying like he's literally never heard Magic Johnson swear. I I, I don't know. I, also, I, they I apparently that... didn't get along at all. Um, who who didn't get along? Simmons and Johnson. Really? I thought they were friends. Uh, the rumor was that Magic Johnson really didn't like working with him. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Uh, I mean, this is a rumor. This is speculation. But uh, uh, oh yeah, sources: Magic Johnson left ESPN because of Bill Simmons. Um, and that could be that could be nonsense. Um, but anyway, yeah. So allegedly, and, and Magic Johnson d- didn't deny that they talked about it. Um. So I tend to think that it's true. Um, I'm sure they did talk about it. They probably talk about it all the time. Sure. I mean, I, I just think, you know, I, I just don't know what L.A. Again, it's like I think people have very weird ideas about their teams before the season. And I don't know. I, I thought the Lakers had a better idea of what they were. Yeah. Apparently they, they, apparently they don't. I think, I think for sure, like, it seems like, you know, they, they kind of had accepted that this year was going to be a year where they wouldn't contend for a title. But, but yeah, there definitely does not seem to be direction with this team right now. Like, they don't really know. Yeah, it's like they have some really talented young guys. They've got some interesting vets. And they all play basketball together, and that's really all you can say about it. Like, I don't I don't see the vision when I watch this team play. Um, and it does seem like LeBron is just kind of like, just kind of like cool. I'm I'm just going to play basketball too. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 strange that Magic Johnson would be uh, dissatisfied or expect anything different. But I don't know if I if I was him, I would also at the same time be like, hey, like this, there does need to be some direction because we're not going to be able to just flip a switch in a year and all of a sudden be good. And we're not going to be able to get a decent free agent if uh, if we look dysfunctional because the Clippers are pretty good and they're in the same city. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, un- unrelated. Did you see the uh, that ridiculous crossover that C.J. McCollum put on Dante Divincenzo? Was that tonight? Yeah. No, I just didn't, just uh, go to just go to Deadspin and it's like the first article. Let me uh, and, and watch this gift. Just this do, is do very it while on the show. No, no, you, it's it's gonna be great. Just watch this. <laughs> it's just playing in a loop on the front page. Whoa! Thank wow. you. Wow. Put yeah. that in the show notes. That's, that uh, is. Whoa, man, he flies like three feet. That's amazing. I know, it's so good. I can't look away. 
<laughs> I know. It's, uh, I, that's why I, I had to bring it up because I've been watching it for like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, I won't have you read the, uh, the article. Uh, Jason Tatum appears to have contracted Kobe brain. I but, saw that. Uh, um, yeah. I think that's kind of true. Um, that's a shame. Well, I mean, he's young, and it's not like, you know, I mean, I don't think that this is what he's going to be for his whole career, but he's trying to figure out who he is right now. And, you know, the Celtics are another team that that have a lot of growing to do. Um, Jason Tatum looked really, really great in the first game, and he's had a lot of moments. But then, uh, yeah, they're, they're just having trouble creating offense, and it seems like one of the things they want to do is have Jason uh, Tatum be able to kind of create some of his own offense. And he's figuring that out, and he looks like he has Kobe brain a lot of the time because he's figuring it out. He's, you know, I don't know what else to say. I got you. Um, A former Cavs assistant coach is suing that team for age discrimination. Yeah, I mean, the the Cavs seem just like a total mess. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, um... I don't recall any age discrimination lawsuits in the NBA, so I just want to make note of this because it seems like uh, I believe um, uh, Elgin Baylor filed one against the Clippers back in the day. As a, when he was a player, when he was fired for being GM, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Um, cool. So the first one in many many years. Uh, anyway, that was a while ago. That was certainly a while ago. Get your money from Dan Gilbert. That guy doesn't really deserve to have it. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about this Jamal Murray getting 50 points. Second year player scoring 50 is always really exciting. Oh, he got 48 points. Um, yes. And apparently pissed off Kyrie going for 50, right? That was this, that was the deal. Well, yeah. So he, on the last possession and, and for those who don't know, it's, uh, considered, it's like an unspoken rule in basketball. If you're winning and there's uh, less than 24 seconds left, you just dribble out the ball and be on your way. Um, and he kind of like uh, sort of indicated with his body language that that's what he was going to do. And then when people kind of just like let their guard down, like chucked up a three at the last second to try to get 50 points. And uh, yeah, not not super classy. Not a huge deal, but no. Uh, yeah, and I think many of us would probably have done the same at that age in that moment. But sure. But yeah, not not the way to not the way to go about your business, young fella. We can <laughs> we can be better. So Kyrie was really upset, and he threw a basketball into the stands and got yeah, fined twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Not, not to Kyrie. Not for Kyrie Ring. For me, a lot of money. Um, Lamelo Ball going back to high school. By the way, I like that. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the stories. I oh, sorry. I need to look at this doc. It's been so Jeez. long. It's been so long. Spoiler warning. Since we've done this. Well, it is the next story. Oh, I guess there's one in between. Well, we'll just do the Lamel one next. But I just, I, before we leave this story, if that's okay with you, Arik, um, hey, I just want to say, like, <laughs> uh, I did watch that game because uh, I watch every Celtics game. Um, and uh, Jamal Murray is, like, really, really incredible. Like, uh, he... He was unstoppable, um, and uh, if you have league pass or anything like that, I'd, I highly recommend watching the uh, the fourth quarter of that game because that's when he just like just totally turned into a super Saiyan uh, Jamal Murray and, and just went nuts. Um, so hats off to you, man. That was a great performance, um, and even though it came at the expense of my team, uh, it was still still fun to watch. Um, You're an old school basketball fan. You recognize greatness when you see it. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so as Arik uh, blurted Stole out... Stole the thunder, yeah. <laughs> Lamelo Ball, uh, who has been playing in uh, Croatia? Lithuania. Lithuania. Uh, is going back to high school. Good for him. Um, yeah, in Ohio, which is sort of random. Uh, I mean, you know, grew up in yeah. L.A. That family's from L.A. I don't really understand it. Um, it's just a, a, a probably a school that would let him in, and it's uh, one of the top, you know, high school. Because I think he can still go to college. Like, he didn't. He did not sign with an agent. He made no money in Lithuania. Mm-hmm. He uh, is still a five-star recruit, and he was kind of the, the, the one who had perhaps... No one thought the middle brother... The only people on the planet who thought the middle brother was going to the NBA was the father. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think he, he still has a chance. And I'm just happy to see... You know, we haven't been hearing as much from the father, which I think is a good thing. And uh, that the son is not well, having his life... It is a good thing, but, and it's also extremely mysterious. Well, that is true. But the fact that is that the son is maybe going to have a chance at a, at a better life again, because, I mean, it was just crazy when his dad pulled him out of high school. Right? You know, I mean... It's just like it's complete insanity. So I think that I'm glad that he's able to go back to school. I'm glad that he'll have a chance to do that. I, I think it's I think it's great. I agree. Um, this is uh, this is definitely a, a heartwarming story. It was really sad when he uh, when he dropped out of school to go play in Lithuania and what uh, turned out to be like a real kind of like sideshow and not really uh, much of an athletic endeavor or anything that was designed to uh, improve his skills or help shape his future. So it's good that they, uh, they kind of fixed all that. Uh, good for you, Lonzo or Lamello. 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 Uh, good for you, Lamello. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Study hard. <laughs> and maybe one day you can be a basketball player like your big bro. I hope so. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Um, this is kind of a weird story to end on, but, uh, our, uh, screwed up the order by just being like a really bad co-host so this is where we are sorry everybody <laughs> i'm just kidding i love you Ark, and you're a great co-host um uh, thanks everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh the lakers are assigning tyson chandler so all their problems are over <laughs> forget I mean, everything else that we said it's good it's good that he's getting out of um phoenix do you want to make a pet about how many games he plays this year? Um, sure, but why do you not think he'll play most of them? Is he injury prone? I think he's missed a lot of time, and he hasn't Has he? played a lot lately. Hmm. I guess I don't know enough about his. What do you think? Do you think ESPN's updated his thing already? I want to see what I want to take. Oh, they have. Good job, ESPN. Tyson Chandler played in last year. This is such great podcasting. Yeah. He played in, oh, wow. Oh, no, he, oh yeah, he only played in 46 games last year, 47. 47 the year before that. 66, 75, 55. So, yeah, okay. Uh, I will say he plays in 42. Man. I'll take the under. Wow. Great beard in the photo that they have of him. Yeah, he looks great. He looks fantastic. Yeah. I'll take the under. Winner has to buy the other one a sandwich. Nothing extravagant. Just I like a good sandwich. I got a sandwich from a Jewish deli today. Uh, Which one? Miller's East. What? There's a new... Wow, I didn't even know about that one. Wait, I think that's what it's called. 
Um, I got some chili from there, too, and it was really good. Miller's East Coast Deli? Yeah. I have never heard of this place. It was, uh, it's, it was good. I'll definitely try some more of their stuff. Oh, I thought their chili was actually too. quite good. Um, yeah, well, I'm down to check it out. So I like a good chili. You know what the key Miller's... to me is? A Miller's. Okay, a Miller's sandwich. Deal. Uh, a good chili can't have too many beans. It bums me out if people... It's got to be well balanced. I mean, I think that's yeah. true for everything. Everything in the world. Everything in the world needs to be well balanced. <laughs> um, that's the thought we leave you with this week. Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, just, uh, just to briefly uh, follow up on the Tyson Chandler thing, uh, I, I think it's cool. Like, it's been a bummer that he's been in no man's land for so long. He's an entertaining player. Um, and the Phoenix thing didn't seem to really be working out for him. So hopefully, I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy that, like, LeBron loves playing with. He's a veteran. He's got a championship pedigree. Uh, he works hard. Um, maybe this will uh, maybe this will be a good thing for them. Um because their only other center is JaVale McGee, and uh, as good as he's been, he can't play 48 minutes a game. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. Basketball's back. Are you going to watch any more basketball this week, Arik? Oh, it's so hard with, uh, with Filmstruck going away, but I, I want to. Hmm. I will continue to watch uh, as much as I can. Uh, I mean, I've been watching watch... all, the, all the Blazers games, basically. I've been watching all the Celtics games, and I've been trying to catch other games here and there when I can. Um, and uh, I still can't make any sense of what has st- kind of started out as a really weird season. Um, yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, cool. I guess we will try to do this again next week. Do you foresee any problems with that? Nope. Sweet. Great. Yeah. And what's the uh, percentage uh, chance that you'll join us on Saturday? It's low. Okay. That's great. Because uh, I forgot that it's my friend's birthday party. Ooh. Did you get them a present yet? Uh, My presence is a present. (laughs) You say that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't gotten them a present yet. I need to. (laughs) I'm just just kidding. You didn't get me a present on my birthday. That's not even true. Yeah, it is. I think that's not true. What'd you get me? I don't remember. Nothing. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nor would I have expected you to get me anything. Um, until I find out now that you're just buying presents for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, on that uh, note. <laughs> yeah, we're going to let you all go. Um, enjoy all the basketballs. <laughs>